Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another edition of Weeby Geeks. It is the dazzling duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going? All right. Uh, like we've been having some intense storms today, thunderstorms and stuff. So, Ooh, sounds like Florida. Mm, it kind of feels like Florida with the humidity and everything. I will say, I will say, yes, we've been having server issues, and it's been driving the hell out of me. It's been driving me nuts big time. Mm. And it's, I, I want it to go away. I want it to stop so that everything was normal again. But what is normal is when you can get back on the site. I don't know why I'm going to say check out our affiliates. Well, you, you can still link our affiliates if you go to the site. Um, check them out. Ripped Apparel, Superhero Stuff, Fan Chest, TV Store Online, Loot Crate. Check them out. Check out our spon- our our sponsors, Tascam and CAD Audio. Uh, check out CAD for the great, awesome headphones they have, especially the MH510s. Check out Tascam if you want to get into podcasting yourself. Check out the uh, the US32 or 42 Mini Studio from Tascam. It's a great little tool for uh, for podcasting. Uh, we all use it here on the amongst the three shows that I'm in charge of here on the Weeby Geeks Network. So um, that would be Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookie Radio. And Derek will test. Got some cool designs coming for that Weeby Geek store we were talking about. Got, oh, yeah. Got a baseball jersey. Got at least one hockey jersey. Uh, coming soon, hats and sweatshirts and t-shirts. It's gonna look cool. <laughs> so, uh, some great stuff there. Uh, I'm gonna say we're probably... All the kids will be wearing them. Yep. We're, <laughs> we're, we're not too far away from that. So, I'm hoping next week or two we'll be up. So, speaking of up... Okay, maybe not up. Guess what's not going to be coming to Netflix starting late 2019? Um, well, since I already know the answer to that, <laughs> uh, you can always play silly and, and not not guess and, and guess something different. I was going to, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> I was going to try to say something funny, but I I completely blanked out. Well, I would say the one thing that's that's not coming to Netflix in the late fall is my mom. <laughs> Another thing that's going to stop coming to Netflix in the fall is MCU films after the release of Captain Marvel. As Disney is planning to get their streaming service on, um, and of course, the platform their platform launches sometime next year. Um, the downfall to this is it's going to affect the MCU films. Uh, news has it that after the release of Captain Marvel next year, all MCU films will be looking to move over to Disney streaming service and away from Netflix. Uh, the New York Times writes, starting with Captain Marvel in March, all the films that Walt Disney Studios releases in the theaters will subsequently flow to the Disney streaming platform instead of Netflix. Makes sense. Well, I mean, is that really a surprise to anybody? No, considering we kind of alluded to this here on Wookie Radio on Mighty Marvel Geeks, what, three, four months ago? Mm. Um, 
you know, this, the story that we're getting this information from, or the site we're getting this information from is from Epic Stream. Um, of course, yeah, this is going to bump some people out. It's going to irritate, be irritating to those who want, who have to just subscribe to another service just to get the films that they want. But the upside is you will also gain access to exclusive Disney shows, not just the kitty or teeny bop or the teen bop shows, um, but shows like John Favreau's Star Wars series and some other Marvel shows that are being developed for the Disney streaming service. Hmm. Could maybe damage control be going there? Ooh, that would be interesting. Hmm. Could we have new warriors maybe going there? Ooh, now we're talking. Um, could we have as I'm going to talk over this as I'm afraid I just want to play. Could we have Howling Commandos? <laughs> I still want it. Give me my Howling Commandos. I don't know about that one. You can't you can't tell me a Howling Commandos period piece went cool. Yeah, maybe. We still gotta see who who hooks up with uh Agent Carter. I think the cup's got a leak. Um I, I bet it's uh dum dum. <laughs> she liked dum dums. <laughs> hey yo. Um, hopefully Disney will give the fans some sort of compromise in the future. Uh, well, they've already been talking. They want it to be cheaper than Netflix. Right. Right now I'm paying for two screens or two devices. I think I'm paying 11 bucks, 12 bucks. Let's make it cheaper than that, shall we? I'll be all over it. Um, so of course the streaming service is going to go online sometime next year. I just hope being a Disney cast member, they kind of do with it like they do with like the Disney Now app, which is almost the Disney Channel's on-demand app, which is almost like their streaming service for the, for the moment. I mm-hmm. get it for free for being a cast member. I don't have to worry about putting in a cable provider or anything else. I just put in my company ID, my, nice. my, my company hub login, and I got it. Same with ESPN, ABC, Freeform. It's all right there. So History Channel, which is a... History and Discovery are both ABC owned. Don't get access to. Hmm. But I hope they either offer us a great discount or they offer or they allow us to log in under our portal, our portal stuff. So I think that's that for uh, the Disney streaming service. Well, there's a little bit more information that I have here. Uh, well, so what do I say about being wrong about that? I say this. Go! <laughs> hey, speaking of which, new Disney franchise. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Um. So, of course, uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, uh, he had a... Sizzling EO? hmm? What? The sizzling EO? (laughs) (laughs) Sound like that's where you were going with it. (laughs) The Disney CEO, Bob Iger. He's sizzling. Tuesday, he had a presentation to investors uh, during the quarterly earnings report and which he said he expects the service to launch in late 2019. Uh, it will include Captain Marvel and Avengers 4. And, uh, and uh, he said that despite high-profile offerings, the service will take time to build up a library of con- content. Uh, his exact quote was, we want to walk before we run when it comes to volume of content. Oh my God, Disney has so much content. I know, but they want to start off slow to make sure that they get it right, you know, get all the bugs out and everything. Well, and pre- pretty much at this point in time, they've, point, they've got a year to handle, see what Hulu has now that they are at least 50, 51% owner of Hulu. Well, the other thing is, uh, Iger explained that the service may launch at as a lower cost option to Netflix, uh, reflecting the initial available content. So I guess that's how they're going to make it cheaper, too. 
but I'm I'm just afraid that that says as we add more content. Yeah, I know. Like I'm a little park, concerned about that just as well. Like park but prices, unless they do a uh, you know, um, if you're an early adopter, maybe they'll stick with the lower price for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, Talk, we're talking. I can Disney. dream. We're talking Disney. Oh, you can dream. Yeah, that's what uh, they want you to do at Disney. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's not like of I know course, or anything. Mm, of course, Iger, Iger also noted that Disney's library of Star Wars films released before 2019 won't be available due to pre-existing distribution deals, although Disney is working on that. Which uh, we talked about in uh, uh, on our Wiki Radio podcast, but films released in 2019 and later will be, which means they'll have Episode Nine, but nothing before that. And of course, we have John Favreau's roughly 100 million dollar live action 10 episode Star Wars series. Amazing. Well, yes. We also know, too, we're going to have season seven, the final season of Clone Wars. Ah, yes, exactly. Um, And then, of course, Iger went on to express excitement about acquiring the Marvel Comics properties from Fox, including X-Men, Deadpool, and the Fantastic Four. So we might see something for those properties in the future on the streaming service. And I have to say, out of all the streaming services that are out there and are coming, this is the one I'm probably the most interested in because, you know, you got your Disney stuff, you got your Marvel, you got your Star Wars right there. That seals the deal for me. And then, you know, like Uh, Pixar and stuff like that. I I know, truthfully, it's the Disney Princess stuff that's sealing the deal for you. Man, why can't it blow my cover? The (laughs) one-stop shop for all the Disney Princesses. But And then, of course, with, with the acquisition of Fox... And all the properties that'll come from that, who knows what else they could put on on the Disney streaming service. Uh, maybe they'll have The Simpsons. Maybe they'll, they'll have a, a an Alien series. Who knows? Oh, that would be cool. That would be, wouldn't it? Predator series. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of possibilities. There is a lot of possibilities. So um, that would be the... That, this one... Is the one that interests me the most. Okay. Now, you, you talked about, you and Chris talked about two weeks ago, all the different things coming to the streaming service, or mm-hmm. all the all the things coming to Disney as part of the Fox deal. Yes. Yep. You, you still have that list? No, I think I deleted it. Oh. I know. Do you remember I I what half of it was? Uh, let's see. Well, of course, as we mentioned, the Simpsons, Alien franchises, Predator, uh, of course, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, um, Avatar, um, the, American Horror Story. American Horror Story, yeah. Uh, Sons of Anarchy? Does that fall under us? That was not on the list that I recall. That doesn't mean it's not. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what Predators would be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we get the distribution right again to Star Wars. Not A New Hope that came after it was released, but Star Wars. Right. Uh, I don't remember what else. We have to sell off all the regional Fox Sports channels. Um, oh, I think I found a list here. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, X-Men, Deadpool, Fantastic Four. Simpsons, Avatar, 
Family Guy, American Dad, King of the Hill, and Bob's Burgers. Does that mean Futurama? Mm, no. I think Sci-Fi owns Futurama now. Or is it Comedy Central? One of them, I think. I could be wrong. Um, Alien, Predator, X-Files, American Horror Story, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Ice Rio and Blue Sky Studios, <laughs> Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and The Sound of Music. Oh, and The Planet of the Apes. Ah, uh, here we go. And, Production companies. The Curiosity and Company and 20th Century Fox. Huh. Sorry. Huh. Cool. Trying to see who. So I guess Comedy Central entered into an agreement with 20th Century Fox Television to syndicate the existing right. episodes and air the films as 16 new half-hour episodes, constituting a fifth season. Then Comedy Central picked them up for 26 for 26 new half-hour episodes, and then an audio-only episode featuring the original cast members was released in 2017 as part of the Nerdist. I need to go find that. Oh yeah. Uh, so no, it's owned by Fox 20th Century Fox Telf Television, which means Disney. Bring it back on the stream service. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Well, they'll have to finish their deal with Com with uh, Comedy Central first. Well, it's on Sci-Fi now, so I'm assuming since Comedy Central canceled them, deal's done. Oh, maybe yeah. So with the cancellation, um, so yeah, they could do whatever they want with it. So I apologize. What else is on the list? That was it. That and Fox Searchlight Pictures, which, oh. uh, which Bob Iger has said, I believe he he likes what they're doing there. So he doesn't plan on changing anything, but maybe giving them more resources. Ooh, that could be interesting. Thing, yeah, he said the same thing about FX too. Well, I think we were going to keep FX, FXX, and FXM. Yeah. And I believe we're keeping Nat Geo. Yes. Because think about that. Nat Geo can start showing the Disney Earth stuff. Yep. And then Disney can bring bring back, do, do more Nat Geo presents Disney nature. And could you imagine Nat Geo then becoming a major sponsor or a major part of Disney's Animal Kingdom? Mm. Nat Geo. That would Nat Geo presents Conservation Station. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you had that one. So I go on with Disney reveals its plans for X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, and more. Uh, this comes to us from comicbook.com. Um, Disney, Walt Disney Studios revealed during its third quarter financial result, um, that, uh, the longtime owner of many Marvel properties, um, that had, that used to develop the Marvel Cinematic Universe will control, take control of the remaining properties owned by 20th Century Fox. When Disney completes the acquisition of Fox, which means basically we'll increase your budget. We take these properties off your hands. It's that internal deal. Oh, you need a box of pencils and pens? Done. <laughs> Um, of course, they'll be sold internally, I'm sure. But um, Iger acknowledged his plans for the Fox-owned Marvel properties and more. 20th Century Fox gives Disney the opportunity, gives Disney opportunity such as Marvel, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avatar, Deadpool, Kingsman. All right. Planet of the Apes. 
Could you imagine that at Animal Kingdom? Ooh. A whole new section that is just themed around Planet of the Apes. That would be really cool. I mean, they taught, I mean, if you look at the original logo, there was a dragon there because they were supposed to be a a fantasy park section. Okay, right Mm. now that's being met by Avatar. Mm. Sorry. I foresee Avatar failing, and I have been saying within five years, Avatar is going to become Fallujah from Star Wars. (laughs) Um, What about the possibility of it maybe getting a makeover and being turned into Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that would be cool. Except got plant, but you got all the apes and gorillas up on the other side of the park. Could they rebuild habitats for the apes and move them all down there? The different primates. I'm sure they probably could. So, um, of course, there were there was. Uh, he also noted that the studio will explore possibilities for these properties with both big and small screen endeavors as Disney streaming service becomes a major focus. Please do not recreate the Planet of the Apes TV series. <laughs> no. Even Malcolm McDowell said those were that that show was horrible. Mm. Um, the assets we're buying fit perfectly with our plan to substantially grow our portfolio. Iger said, "FX is renowned for great high quality television. Our plan is to provide even more resources to further FX's existing business." Um, Iger also mentioned other networks that the studio is acquiring. National Geographic is another tremendous brand built on quality that has one global reach that has global reach and cross generational appeal. He says uh, there is there are also new exciting opportunities in the ecotourism space through National Geographic. Um, with 20 Oscar nominations last year, along with the Academy Award for Best Picture, uh, Iger said of Fox Searchlight, "Our strategy is to allow." is to allow to continue to allow the studio to do what it does best. Basically, it ain't broke. We're not going to try and fix it. Uh, currently, Fox has a pair of X-Men films on the way with X-Men Dark Phoenix and New Mutants set for release in 2019. Deadpool 2 was its most recent hit and is out on web service now to purchase the digital copy. Or you could just wait another week or two and get the actual movie with the digital copy. Um, and of course, it's expected to be followed by an X-Force movie. Whether or not the merger between Disney and Fox will affect those plans is is yet to be seen. I say, at this point in time, was it going to hurt Fox to let Feige and his team in to at least do X-Force? Uh, it, it would probably depend on how, at what stage they are with that, but they can't be too far into it. I don't. I don't think they are. I, they're probably still in the planning stages, if anything. Which would be ideal. Mm. Well, let's find out. I would say um, there's a cast, just fine, full cast list. Um, right now, you've got Josh Brolin, Zazzy Beats, and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yeah, there's time to get them in. Yeah. Point blank. Um, yeah, there, there's no, I don't think they started production yet. The last update was May 30th, 2018 on this, on, uh, IMDb. Uh, let's see what Wikipedia says. Um, it's currently in production. Ah, okay. Huh. So this is talking about all the comics. It's got to get to the movies in film. Um, X-Force appears in Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the release of Deadpool 2, co-writer Rhett Reese confirmed the X-Force movie will be an R-rated take on the X-Men and will mm-hmm. have all the sex, violence, and silliness one would expect from Deadpool's skewed military, militarized mutant force. 
In turn, they could get their hands a little, get their hands dirty a little bit. There's more gray area. It will be raunchier. It will be rated R, I'm sure. So, hmm. fine. Let Feige just make sure it's it's going to be in keeping of the MCU universe at this point in time. Since the sale is pretty much done, just waiting final blessings. But if it doesn't, it's easy to just explain that it was a dream. And you go and you bring it back into the other if the deal doesn't go through, which I don't foresee happening. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's that for, for what the plans are. So I guess we jump back to you. Well, speaking of plans, uh, we have a little bit of information on the return of a couple of characters to the MCU. And uh, this is going to be taking place in the Spider-Man movie that's coming out next year. Spider-Man Far From Home. Ooh. Just very, very interesting title. Um, so according to Vulture... Samuel L. Jackson and Colby Smulders will be reprising their role as the iconic S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Um, so, spoiler alert, after they disappeared at the end in the final credit scene, after credit scene of Infinity War, uh, it looks like they will indeed be coming back. So I hope that doesn't ruin anything. <laughs> or is this a prequel to Infinity War? Uh, maybe, possibly. Um, so, of course, we also know that Michael Keaton will be coming back to play Adrian to the Vulture. And Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be playing the film's primary villain, Mysterio, which I'm very interested in. Yeah, I'll be I cool. Still, I still want to know if they're going to go full fishbowl or not. I hope so. I know, me too. Uh, I would, lo- I, w- I would love to see. I'm going to be a little disappointed if they don't. Um, and of course, Tom Holland and the rest of the principal cast are coming back. And the movie is due out in theaters July fifth, two thousand and nineteen. Uh, what two months uh, after, after Avengers four? Avengers four, basically. As I heard, as I heard myself. So I got, I got to imagine they'll be in Avengers four as well. I would think. Could be. Could be. In some capacity. Yeah. Whether it is as some have theorized in the Soul Stone. Not, not to be confused with the soul train. <laughs> hey, you know, you've known the weekend I've had. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I, I'm taking the jokes I can get. <laughs> so, uh, well, how about this one? Warner Brothers is developing a Supergirl solo film. No way. Yep. According to the Hollywood Trade Reports, the screenwriter Oren Uzel is developing a script for the feature, which has no director or no actors attached. It's unclear whether the film will have any connection to the CW Supergirl TV show, but so far there has been no crossover between CW's DC World and that of the DC. Was it DCEU? Yep. The DC Entertainment Universe, that's what they called it. I believe so, yeah. Which doesn't exist anymore. No... At this point in time, if you don't pull in Melissa from it, just don't do it. I can guarantee they won't. Just like it, at this point in time with the Flash movie. Yeah. Skip skip the guy who's, was it, Ezra, Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller, yeah. 
toss him off to the side and put Grant Gustin in there. Point blank. Yeah. I mean. Because this whole thing of Flash being a kid and not the CSI uh, guy yeah. is a joke. Yeah, it really is. So, um, but there is more Supergirl talk. Yes. In fact, uh, this is going, this is going to be in regards to the show and what's going to be coming up for Supergirl in season four. So, uh, according to producer, executive producer Robert Rovner, uh, the world killer story from last season took us out of Catco in a big way. But one of the themes we are talking about this season is what is stronger, hope or fear? There's a new rise in anti-alien sentiment that our villain is promoting this season. One of the journeys Kara will have is that this is a struggle for her because she represents what the country is becoming afraid of. And one thing she finds is realizing the power of the press speaking out on social issues. This is a season that Kara becomes as much of a superhero as Supergirl. And uh, Melissa Benoist, is that how I can never remember how to pronounce it. Uh, sure. Uh, Supergirl, her, Supergirl herself talked about the villains saying in the way this is interesting in the way the Red Sun explored the differences between two doppelganger supermen that were raised in two very different areas of the world with different cultures, different ideals. I think that's what we are going to explore here with the difference of nature versus nurture and how people with such extraordinary abilities, how differently they will use them if they were from different places. I think it's going to be a really slow burn, but I am excited to see where it goes. And I hope you enjoyed my impersonation of Melissa there. (laughs) (laughs) And she also talked about her relationship with Lena Luther. And said, that's such a complicated relationship that I am excited to see how it fleshes out because in a lot of ways, and in a lot of sad ways in essence, mirrors Lex Luthor and Clark Kent's relationship. That's such an important part of the mythology and lore of the Superman comics that it wouldn't be Supergirl without that. And Katie McGrath, who plays Lena Luthor, said, no one is good or bad. Lena is human. Lena is human in a world filled with heroes. She looks at Martian Manhunter and Supergirl, and she's like, they're all good. I am not that. It gives her license to not be perfect, because if you are Supergirl, you have to be perfect where Lena doesn't have to do that. So I want to see her be human because she doesn't have to be anything else. I like I kind of like that idea that she can be kind of not completely good. She can do things right. that maybe a girl wouldn't do. Right. And of course, during the last SDCC, SDCC panel, uh, it was announced that Nicole Maines will be playing the first transgender superhero on television. Uh, executive producer Jessica Keller said, "We did a worldwide search for trans actors, and it took us a long, long time." And we hit the jackpot with Nicole Maines. She's an incredible actress. She's a real-life hero. She's a trans activist. She has, has been since she's been 14 years old. She's been honored by GLAAD. She's just an extraordinary person. We are over the moon that we found her, and the character of Mia Nal is the great, 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 great grand of the Legion character from DC, Nora Now, who oh, was cool. dream- Yeah who is Dream Girl. So Mia now is going to be Dreamer, and her superpower is that she dreams the future. She's also going to be a cub reporter at Cat Co., and that's how she's introduced. She worked as an intern with Cat Grant, and at the White House, so Cat sends her to Kara to mentor. Ooh. Yeah. 
So, uh, and then, of course, on the topic of love interests, Jesse Rath, who plays Brainiac 5 and is now a series regular, said, I personally don't think Supergirl really needs another love interest right now. She's Supergirl. She doesn't need a boyfriend. Brainiac 5 doesn't solely exist to be a love interest for Supergirl, or he doesn't exist to be a replacement for Mon-El or a straight-up replacement for Wynn. That's not what he's about. He's his own character and his own man. It's not really something we are pushing right off the bat. He's just there trying to help out in any way he can. So that could be interesting. It is. Mm. And then uh, he teased a bit more about the Legion of Superheroes saying, There is that Legion of Superheroes ring in the Fortress of Solitude. And on on my hand, uh, Wrath was wearing a prop of the Legion ring from the show. If you notice, my ring is a black-plated Legion ring, and the ring in the Fortress of Solitude is a gold-plated Legion ring. So there's something there, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, there's the they mentioned the big crossover event coming up. Who will have a character that you will be covering next? Okay. Well, who I'm covering is uh, there's this actress on a show called Orange is the New Black who has been cast as this character for um, CW's upcoming pilot based on this character. But she'll make her debut first on the network's annual DC TV universe crossover between Arrow, The Flash, DC Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Um, no premiere date for this pilot's been announced mm. or the air dates of the crossover. I can't wait to see it though. I'm excited that they're going to have her. Oh, wait, you're looking at me like I forgot something to the story. Uh, just a little bit. Oh, the orange is the new black actress is Ruby Rose and she's going to be playing Batwoman. Yeah. So, Batwoman. I love uh, it. like the character of Kate Kane and slash Batwoman, Rose identifies herself as a lesbian. Um, no, like I said, no premiere date has been announced for either the show or the crossover. Be curious to see what they do with the costume. Yeah, I'm very curious about that. And, and I think it's curious. You know, I I don't have a problem a problem with the fact that they're they're keeping true with the character, making her a lesbian and having her played by a lesbian. Um, I just find it interesting. They've gone with someone who is so tatted up. It's not who I would expect for, for Kate no. Kane, but I'd be yeah. curious to see how they explain it or are they going to cover it up? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought. So, um, the other thing I'm wondering is how, how closely will they fit her in with Batman since she's a direct, you know, a direct yeah. Batman character. I mean, they've, they've kind of mentioned Batman a little bit here and there, but I don't think like, like how they had, um, they actually had Superman on Supergirl. I kind of get the feeling they're probably not going to ever actually show Batman. True. Well, Although it would be cool. But... Well, what about uh, what about Green Lantern? I mean, there's been a allusion to true, but not not anything completely. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's all I got for, for Batwoman. So Vic. at this point in time, we could go boldly where no one else has gone before. Ah, uh, yes. So earlier I mentioned how I'm actually kind of uh, very interested in the Disney streaming service because of all the content it it will have eventually. Um, But you may have also heard me mention either on here, certainly on my Keepers of the Fringe show, that I've never, uh, even though I am a huge Star Trek fan, I have not watched Discovery because I do not – because I need more than just Discovery 
to invest in the CBS All Access pa- uh, app, excuse me, streaming service. Um, and there's just there's been nothing else on there that I've you know that has made me want to invest in it uh, until now, perhaps because there are big plans. CBS All Access has big plans for the Star Trek franchise. Uh, of course, is Discovery, which is coming back. And a recently announced series starring Patrick Stewart bringing reprising his role as Captain Picard in a series of his own that will not be a reboot of Next Generation. It's going to be an entirely different thing with Captain Picard. That definitely piqued my interest and got me very interested. Yeah, I was curious um, how that was going to happen. Well, they haven't given any actual details for it yet. Um, it's just going to be a show about Captain Picard, and that's all we know so far. That's all I've seen so far. Um, but uh, Alex Kurtzman is spearheading the Star Trek TV franchise, and he's also working on several other shows for the app, for the uh, streaming service. Uh, so it turns out that the end goal is to have Star Trek on all access all the time. So now, oh, I'm more interested. Uh, CBS t- TV studio president David Staff told Deadline, my goal is that there should be a Star Trek something on all the time on all access. And uh, executive vice president of original contact Julie McNamara added, we're looking at limited series for some Trek shows, and we are looking at ongoing series for some other Trek shows. We've obviously announced that the one that's coming next with Sir Patrick Stewart, but we have more in development there. In fact, there are four other series that have been reported, although not officially announced yet. Um, one is a teen-oriented series set at Starfleet Academy from Stephanie Savage and Josh Schwartz, who were the duo behind Dynasty and Marvel's Runaways, which uh, you said was pretty good. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Um, next is a limited series with a currently confidential plot. And then a limited series based. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. And then a limited series based around the beloved character Khan from the original Star Trek and the Wrath of Khan. Don't you have that soundbite? No, I don't actually. Thought you had a Khan soundbite. I don't think I do. New mission. Indeed, I'll have to get that. Um, but and that's something that, in the wings. <laughs> that's something that's been rumored for a while as being spearheaded by the Wrath of Khan director Nicholas Meyer. So we're talking about a show based on Khan from director Nicholas Meyer, who directed Wrath of Khan, the best Star Trek movie of all time. So if that doesn't get excited, I don't know what will. Uh, and the other thing, the final thing is an animated series with another currently confidential plot. Um, so the best is this, we have a quote from Patrick Stewart about his new series. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to attempt a, uh, an impersonation. So don't don't worry. Uh, He said it came to us, as do all things Trek now, through Alex Kurtzman with the idea of wouldn't it be cool to do something next gen oriented or get Patrick Stewart or any of those iconic next generation characters. Oh, wait, this isn't this isn't from Patrick Stewart. Excuse me. I think this is also from Kurtzman. Um, Anyway, as Patrick himself has said, he was of the opinion that I've done that character, but he got a meeting with Alex and some of the other guys, and they won him over. 
The deal didn't take that long once he decided to do it. And I saw, I actually saw, when I first saw the reports of this coming out, I was unsure if it was real or not. But I actually uh, follow Patrick Stewart on Facebook, and he actually put out the announcement himself that he will be doing this Captain Picard show. So it is definitely really happening, and I am definitely really excited about it. And then uh, when asked if William Shatner might get his own Star Trek series, Staff said, never say never. Although, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Captain Kirk in retirement. What they said about or- about Kirk, and he f- did finally step down. Mm. But now, knowing this, that it's they're going to be doing all these Star Trek shows, now I'm definitely more interested in this CBS All Access streaming service. I might have to uh I might have to uh you know finally invest in it. Uh I still don't know if it's worth ten bucks. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna do it yet, but when they start really coming out with the Star Trek stuff, I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll wasn't see. wasn't Discovery supposed to be out by now? At least season one on Netflix. They said I thought they said six months after final episode. Was it? I'll I have thought to so. check. I'll have to check my notes. Well, how about this? I found a couple more stories. Oh right. Uh one, James Gunn is in demand for major studio movies after Disney firing. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Um, let's see. Um I'd work with them in a heartbeat says one senior executive at a rival studio um word is uh warner brothers was interested as well yeah well warner brothers was interested in him before he was let go Mm. Um, because I've been advised that we can't bring anything to him until the Disney matter is 100% resolved, says another studio exec. Major, major players said to be interests run the gamut from studios, including Warner Brothers, uh, to Oscar-winning producers. Hmm. Now, could you imagine if he went to Warner Brothers and fixed their issues? Oh, man. And all of a sudden gave, gave the Marvel Studios a run for their money? Oh, <laughs> That would be something. Uh, that would be, of course. This, you know, all this is intriguing, especially since you know the Guardians cast has put out in a uh, um, the uh, you know that they're calling for his reinstatement, citing a little due process in the court of public opinion. Uh, Batista went as far as said he would quit the franchise if gun script wasn't used. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's this is, this is intriguing. What's going on here? Yeah. But then again, we're talking about the guy who got started with, with trauma. I know, right? So, uh, and then the second story I saw, Hasbro is developing a Power Rangers movie sequel. <laughs> the movie wasn't that bad. I did not see it, actually. It could have been I've worse. Been, I've never been a huge Power Rangers fan. It could have been worse. It could have been Justice League. Whoa. I went there. Oh. Oh, it could be. It could have been worse. It could have been fantastic flop. Ooh. It could have been worse. It could have been the non-existent Flash movie. <laughs> Wait, here, here's the latest update on the Flash movie. <laughs> 
Um, so of course, you know, recently Hasbro just bought Power Rangers and now Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner has announced that the company will work with a film studio to develop a new Power Rangers movie as a follow up to the 2017 release. He didn't specify which studio though. So it may not be with Lionsgate who did the first film, hmm. but the phrasing of the news suggests that the next film will not simply be another reboot. Um, so presumably Dacker Montgomery, Naomi Scott, RJ Siler, Becky G, and Lundy Lynn will reprise their roles alongside Brian Cranston Zordon. And of course, um, and of course, Bill Mader did the voice of, or Bill Hader did the voice of Alpha Five. <laughs> so, um, so it's still unclear whether the ambitions to introduce the Power Rangers to its cinematic universe, including GI Joe and characters from other famous toy lines, is going to happen, but. Um, but it, it's at least they're not rebooting, so I guess they give some credibility. Yeah, to the movie. So I I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Um, other than that, I don't think I've got anything else. That's almost going to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I thought I had something, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> A quick little. So, um, well, I think that's going to about do it. Any final thoughts? I know it's a silly question to ask. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, I have one thought. One thing, speaking of James Gunn, one thing that Chris and I have over on the Keepers of the Fringe podcast have said before is we would love to see James Gunn reboot the Transformers series. I wouldn't mind seeing James Gunn reboot G.I. Joe either. Oh, yes. Yes, I like that. So I like the Transformers idea as well. So, well, if there's nothing else from you, nope, and that's there's it. nothing else from me, does anyone else have any final thoughts? Lam say say uniki. Simpstip. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. Want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. And that's going to wrap it up. Cool.